Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Gordon Dean, and this is the Sower's Seat Pod Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Sower Seed Pod Podcast. This is your host, Gordon Dean. I want to talk to you today about something that is very near and dear to my heart and something that has affected not only many of those around me, but me personally. It's a subject that unfortunately doesn't tend to get a whole lot of attention until something nationally recognized as ugly rises from it. And frankly, it's it truly is a shame. And that is the subject of depression. Now, before I get into this, I want to say a few things on the subject, just kind of off the cuff. Um, this is This is coming from my heart. For those of you who have never suffered through depression, it is definitely one of those things that you cannot understand until you've been there. And folks, I'm not talking about, uh, you know, Starbucks was out of the flavoring, my favorite flavoring for my coffee, and so I'm just totally bummed. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm not talking about being depressed about something relatively trivial. I'm talking about genuine, sometimes even clinical depression. Now, there are a number of causes for depression. Some folks have a brain chemistry imbalance that unfortunately leaves them with with no internal tools to cope when things go wrong. Uh, or, or perhaps I should say diminished tools. And unfortunately, a lot of these folks look to be okay on the outside. They typically understand that nobody wants to be around a Debbie Downer, so I just keep it to myself. And unfortunately, these are the same people who very often, certainly not always, but very often, don't reach out for help. Or when they do, it's already at the edge of being too late for them to get the help they need because whether the help that you're looking for, or perhaps more accurately, the help that you actually need, and it can come in a number of different forms. It can be uh, counseling, um, sometimes medication, sometimes both. Uh, there's, there's no one right answer for everybody. The issue is I had begun to say a moment ago is that oftentimes those of us that are depressed do not reach out for help until we've reached the end of our rope. 
We feel there's nowhere left to go. And unfortunately, very often, most types of treatment for depression are not simply an overnight fix. Counseling can take weeks, months, years to resolve the issues. Medication often has to take several days, if not weeks, to titrate so that your your body has enough of the medication constantly in it. And so, again, oftentimes people who seek treatment are still clinically depressed once treatment has begun, and that in and of itself can be a contributing factor to further depression because I'm getting help, but it's not getting better. I must be broken or beyond any kind of help. And I'm sure whether or not you've ever suffered from clinical depression, you can see where I'm going with this. And just in case you can't, this is often what leads to suicide. And I've always found it interesting that the most commonly used phrase to describe somebody committing suicide is that they took their own life. And I've always thought that that, that's a very inappropriate use of phrase because to be blunt, our lives are really not our own. There are others to whom we belong in some small part. And if you're listening right now and you're thinking about taking your own life, I I want to encourage you not to do so. There are people that will miss you. There are people who will wonder why your relationship with them was not enough or more specifically, why, why you did not cherish being with them enough to continue being with them. And most importantly, there are people out there who are willing to help you in whatever way they can. Now understand something very clearly, and I often make this offer at the end of my, my you know, please accept Jesus type podcasts. But if you are suffering from depression and you need somebody to talk to, I am always here to respond. You can reach me through my website. You can send a message. You can send an email. You can text. I'm not any sort of licensed counselor. I'm not going to be able to do much more than listen and perhaps maybe provide a different perspective. But the one thing that I want you to take away from this, if you are considering ending your life, is that there is somebody out there that loves you. 
and does not want you to do this. Now, that said, for those of you who are sitting there thinking, well, this Bible thumper doesn't know what he's talking about. It's really easy for you to sit there and, and, and talk about hope and faith in God, and you're just going to throw a bunch of, of one-line scriptures at me, and that's not exactly the case. Ladies and gentlemen, I need, I need for you to understand this perspective from which I am creating this podcast. There are things about my past that most people will never know. There are events in my life that I wish that I could forget, but unfortunately oftentimes are replayed in my memory, unbidden, over and over in amazing 4D clarity. And there have been no small number of times, well, uh, I suppose it's relative, but there have been more than once that I have not just considered ending it, but had actually begun to make plans to do so. Now, I said that not to try to get you to pity me or to be concerned about me, but to let you know that if you're listening to this and you think that the guy that's about to preach about depression and suicide doesn't know what he's talking about, again, it is important for me or to me for you to understand that I do know what I'm talking about. Now, What I have found in my life to be the absolute and utmost basic root of all of my depression and thereby my suicidal thoughts has been a feeling of helplessness. And I know from past experience and having spoken with a number of people on the subject that this really is the root cause of a lot of depression. It's a feeling of a complete lack of control, being helpless in the circumstances as they've been presented and not having any, any indication or any glimpse of a way out of a seemingly horrendous situation. And that includes the crippling pain of grief. Again, it's been my experience that those who grieve to the point of depression and suicide had no intention of taking their life when they were grieving but the pain has become so absolutely unbearable 
And in most cases, it's because the one person that they would turn to for help with that is no longer available to them for whatever reason. They again feel out of control and they can't, they can't control their grief. They can't, they cannot bear or hold up under the pain any longer. And to you, from a Christian perspective, I would submit that you're correct. You can't do this on your own any longer. Because I've also found that my number one point of contention, if you will, that has led me to this feeling of of helplessness and and complete loss of control is the fact that I'm not the one in control. I, I had to acknowledge that God was bigger than me. And then in addition to that, when I lost the one person that I could turn to for help, I didn't realize at that time, and I have come to since not just learn, but to internalize and genuinely understand what it means to say that God is now the one person that I know I can always rely on to turn to with these things. I mean, certainly, I'm, I'm blessed to have my wife and my kids and pretty tight circle of friends and, and an amazing community that I live in. Very supportive, very helpful. But like Job, all of that could be taken from me. But God will remain the number one constant in the universe. And he speaks to me through scripture directly and says, you are my son. You are my chosen. I love you. And I will always lift you up with my mighty right hand. Now, obviously, this being a Christian and biblically-based podcast, I am going to present you with some scripture, but I want you again to understand that this is not intended to be the typical platitudes that people tend to drop at funerals or when they don't understand depression. Oh, it's always darkest before the dawn. Keep a stiff upper lip. Hang in there, buddy. It's going to get better. And listen, I know that when you're in the throes of depression, all of that, it's, it's absolutely useless. I mean, it's, it's just, it's the rattling of an empty can. It means nothing. Nothing. 
But if you can take a moment to truly see clearly, to not only listen to what I'm about to say to you, but to understand what I'm about to say to you, to internalize this, to make it a part of you, it will, I believe, provide some with at least a springboard from which to be able to build a foundation upon which you will be able to find strength in any circumstance. Now, before I get into this, I do want to make one more specific statement. Not a disclaimer, although technically it is. I need you also to understand. I am by no means a licensed healthcare professional, mental or otherwise. I am not advocating that if you are currently on any kind of medication to treat depression of any sort, that you cease using that medication. I am not suggesting that if you are in a counseling program for depression, that you should cease that counseling program. And in fact, I would highly recommend that you continue it. But I would also highly recommend that if it is not biblically based, that you begin looking for one that is. What I am sharing with you now is how I get through it. Not how I got through it. How I get through it. So the first thing that I need for you to understand is that when you're sitting there feeling like you just simply can't do this on your own anymore, the answer is that you are right. You are absolutely right. You can't do this on your own. And if you've been listening to my podcast, you know that that is the theme of the entire Bible. We can't tackle sin or attain forgiveness or salvation on our own. It's not possible. It's not inside of us. And you can sit there and tell somebody to pull themselves up by their bootstraps 38 ways to Saturday, but that isn't going to help. And if you really think about it, it's really kind of a pointless thing. I mean, I've used the phrase myself a number of times. But seriously, trying to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps is literally like standing in a bucket and trying to lift it up by the handle. Ridiculous. It can't work. But the Bible addresses very specifically that we are not able to do these things. And my personal favorite, the one that has spoken to me since I was a child, comes from Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6. And the last half says, It is not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Now what this means is, you can be the physically strongest, heck, you can be the most mentally strong individual on the face of the planet, but you don't 
have the ability to fight what's going on inside your head and in your heart. You don't have the strength. And there is no amount of strength that's ever going to be able to overcome this sometimes. Only God can do that through his spirit. Isaiah 41.10 tells us not to be afraid because God is with us. He will strengthen us. He will help us. And as I mentioned before, he will uphold us with his righteous right hand. Now, I could continue to go on and on and on and on because the Bible is, is absolutely replete with verses that testify to the strength of God. Throughout the Bible, Isaiah, uh, Proverbs, Psalms, most of the New Testament, that is genuinely the entire thrust of the entire Bible is that we can't heal ourselves. We can't fix what's broken. Only God can do that. And yes, sometimes the way God does that is through the medical ministrations of the physicians that he has provided to us. God gave us doctors for a reason. If you had a sinus infection, you would go to the doctor and get antibiotics for it. If you broke your leg, you would go to the doctor to get it set. And if you are mentally unbalanced to the point that you're going to no longer find any hope of being able to resolve this, you need help. And I understand that right now, if, if that's where you're at, I understand that right now all this sounds like is some guy just sitting there rattling off scripture verses that sound like platitudes, and they have no bearing on my life right now. You have no idea, Gordon, what this is like. And yes, I do. And I'm not trying to tell you that reading a couple of scriptures is going to make everything better. What I want you to know, first and foremost, is that God loves you, and so do I. I want you to know that God does not look down on people who need medical attention. So if you need to see a doctor to get this thing under control, and you're sitting there struggling with, but my faith should be enough. I would submit another angle for consideration. Perhaps what you need in order to be able to see clearly is a reset that only medication can bring you. 
That's not for me to say. That's for your doctor to say. Taking medication does not preclude faith in God. He gave us physicians for a reason. But it is my experience and it is my belief that once we start to internalize scripture again David said your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you but once you begin to internalize scripture to study what it has to say and apply it to your real life and not just cherry-picking little verses out of psalm you you need to study all of scripture but once you do that and can begin to internalize it my experience has been that it made my rough spots a lot smoother that God went before me and prepared a way that God held my hand and said don't you ever forget that you belong to me and I am your God and I will hold you up with my right hand that same hand that Jesus said no force could ever pluck us from now there's also one other thing that I wanted to add here if you're listening to this and you are thinking of somebody that you know that has committed suicide and you're worried about what has happened to their soul I would offer you one very specific insight the Bible very clearly states that there is only one unforgivable sin and that is blasphemy against the Holy Spirit it is only certain religious sects that have decided outside of scripture that suicide is an unforgivable and and wholly damnable sin so take that and do with it what you will I hope that something in this podcast has brought you some hope again I I remind you that if you need somebody to just talk to 
you can reach me through my website. The email's on it. There's a contact me page. There's a number that you can text. And I will listen. I'll warn you, you may get preached at too. But I will listen. This has been the Sower Seed Pod Podcast. And I am your host, Gordon Dean. God bless.